0: It was, was a real close call. That was very. I was. I was having like heart palpitations.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, first, of all, first and foremost, welcome to Podcast versus Podcast. I'm Piers Ray.
0: My name is Eric Ivanovich.
1: Whoa, Eric put both his arms up in the air as if to celebrate the saying of his own name.
0: That's right. I'm. I'm doing this little thing that Piers does where he stretches. Like he waits until we start recording and then yeah. starts stretching. Feels But good. I'm putting a twist on it where I don't like do a bunch of like grunts. You don't do stretching Well, you know yeah. what that
1: says to me is you're not stretching hard enough. Now, Eric, if I please keep stretching, I'll explain the show. Basically, what happens here is Eric and I, we know that everyone's got a podcast and we want a podcast, too. You know, we're cool. We're hip. Yeah, we're uh, of course. We're, we're two two white men of a certain age. You know, by <laughs> what <all> age. <laughs> well, I'm so certain? I'm certain of my age and you are certain of yours. Let's leave it at that.
0: I'm actually usually not certain of my age. I usually have to figure out, like, hey, what year is it?
1: You have to do math? Yeah, I have to do math. Like what, coming forward from 92? 90. Oh, is it just 90? Yeah. Man, we're close. It's very simple math. Well, I guess. You're my sister's age. I've never put that
0: together. Is that weird that me and your sister are the same age? Yes, I don't like it. A lot of people
1: are the same same age. Well, I don't think anyone should be the same age as my sister. It's a weird age. You know what? And I'm going to say that's just people born same day,
0: same time. Should be expelled from the planet are we do, do you you your sister and i have the same birthday same time no 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 i'm giving you a pass okay
1: this is this is me Oof. finding a creative way to allow you to stay on the planet earth thank you i'm a good friend um so what we do here is we pitch podcasts uh, back and forth myself eric our special guest no special guest today at the end of the episode we vote on these ideas and if we can agree on a podcast concept right. without tearing each other each other to shreds that's our new show of course straight and narrow it's it's both straight and it's narrow it is so weird watching you stretch without making any satisfying stretching noises i'm
0: sorry but this is how to do it no no check this out no stop you know yeah, all right it. we yeah. uh, we that's fine yeah, listen let me right. stop stretching for a second there she comes i don't think the yeah. listeners want to hear it is the thing <sighs> i don't think the listeners like it i've what? actually been getting emails from an anonymous emails
1: anonymous emails are for cowards and we don't respond to terrorist threats from
0: cowards. Well, listen, I have a podcast to pitch you. Go, go. It's called Disaster Report.
1: <laughs> is this about that disaster we just survived?
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's what inspired it, but it right. would be about all sorts of disasters. So for listeners who don't know, um, long-time listeners probably know, but for the newer listeners, uh, there was just a fire alarm and we had to evacuate the, the, the booth, the, yeah. the recording studio, which is also the Vancouver Public Library. Um, and, uh, what struck me was we started hearing announcements and it's kind of hard to hear the announcements because we're in a soundproof room, but we, we sort of stopped like we were in the middle of recording an episode. We're like, hold on a second. There's announcements. Then we hear like a beep, 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 like a beeping sound, which is not what I would think a fire alarm would sound like, but that's what this one does. It was
1: very gentle. It did not make me feel like scared or urgent (laughs) which i I guess is good because i was aware it was happening yeah but it did not make me think i gotta get to
0: an exit yeah right this second um and then we started looking around we're like is this like a test or is this like a real fire and we we just saw people who were just like sort of standing around looking up like oh there's the fire alarm again so we're like okay we'll just keep recording yeah and we kept doing our thing and then the announcement came on again and was like evacuate all personnel there's a fire we need to get out or we'll die. And then we were like, okay, we should probably leave, start gathering our stuff. You know, we see other people are sort of just strolling around. Um, and I feel like, A, like we did not react correctly in I that thought situation. We reacted just fine. We reacted okay. But we did we did send you out to, like, do a scouting report. Yes. And you saw that not a lot of people were moving around. So you came back and said, no, nah, it's probably fine. And I was like, good. You know what I saw? That's all I
1: need. I saw a couple elderly people just sitting around still reading, not concerned at all. And I thought, <laughs> these people are more concerned about their life than anyone else. Yes. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. Like, they are the most conscious of the end. Of course. Right. And they are doing what they can to preserve it, which is why that's my personal theory upon why right. why the elderly drive so slow. Mm. Because they're
0: cautious. Um, I think maybe their reaction time is not as good as it was True. when they were younger. And Neither so they, is their vision. Yeah. N- right. And so it's a safety thing. Look, there's a also lot they of probably factors. have like older cars.
1: But that's my point, right? Like yeah. they're <laughs> why would they have older cars? They're not they're keeping the same car, it's sentimental. So what car do you think they have? Like a same like car a they got
0: when they same when, when they left university. Yeah, when when they were twenty years old, bought their first car, lasted forever, not forever. Especially living it's out here down on an now. oil
1: rig, surrounded yeah. by salt
0: air. <laughs> so uh, I I would like to say that we could have done better. Yeah. As soon as we heard announcements happening, even though we couldn't hear the announcements, we should have left the booth. Yes. Went to check what the announcements mm-hmm. are. And then quickly, uh, but but not in like in a panicked way, exited the building through the fire exits, not yes. through the es- escalator, which is what we took to get out of the library.
1: You're right. Um, and Nikola. so I feel
0: like every episode of Disaster Report, yeah, we would report on another disaster. Uh, see what went wrong, what we could do better. And then, like for example, next episode, we'll set a fire in the library. Agreed. And uh, And we'll take into account the things that we learned after this disaster report.
1: Here's something I can tell you, is that in a library, the big danger is that all the books catch a fire.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm really upset about. Number one risk. I think we actually did lose a lot of books.
1: The In last the fire time that a...
0: definitely happened,
1: and we're still getting around to replacing them. And the the thing about a library, like, yeah, a library has a diverse collection of books. But when you lose a bunch and you have to start replacing them, like you don't always have the funds to replace all the books you lost specifically. So, for example, I've noticed that our reference section is now largely old National Geographics. Yeah. Right. Because those are free. Like, you are, they, would, are they free? You you can like walk down the street. Yeah, And there will be sitting out, like, in front of someone's house, just a box of empty, of, like, National Geographics. Yeah. And they're like, take these. Nobody's read. We've been getting these delivered for 30 years. No one's read any of them.
0: <laughs> we look at the picture on the cover, and it's like, huh, nice. And I then was, that's it. Yeah.
1: Wow. I bet that would be interesting. I bet that would be a fascinating way to learn about my world. Let me just put this on top of the toilet for a year, and then I'll move it down to the basement. <laughs> I was cleaning, um, I was back home recently planting some trees with my folks. Yeah. And lovely. If you haven't planted a tree yet this year, I recommend it. It's real easy. You spend about $2 and hopefully you already have a shovel. I don't have a shovel. Well, then it's probably going to cost you about $22. No, oh. Forget it. Not worth the effort. No way. Um, and I was cleaning. Every time I go back, I try to clean out some of my stuff a little bit more. Like of course you Move do. it out of their space or get rid of some old junk I have, give away old toys, whatever. And I yeah. found, as I was clearing, a big stack of maps that I'd saved from National Geographics. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had them up all over my wall because it's like, ooh, this is a map of the different... Ethnic groups of the Soviet Union. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is a map of a city in ancient Rome. So, And they're great maps. Cool maps. They're, don't get me wrong, but there is nothing I can do with those maps now.
0: Well, you can put them up on your walls just like when you were a kid.
1: No, that seems strange to me. <laughs> that seems strange for me to do. So I gave them to my sister to put into her uh, classroom. Yeah. Point being, those are great references. Yeah. But yeah. And still flammable. Um, so I did not prepare that classroom well for a disaster. <laughs> I think that... As part of preparing the library for a disaster, we should just get rid of all the books. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. How many books do you have to take out of a library before it stops being a library? All of them. All of
0: them? If you have one book, it's a library? Yeah. If you can check it out, it's a library. Are you... Well, interesting.
1: So if we still had all these books here, but you couldn't check them out.
0: It wouldn't be a library.
1: It'd be a warehouse it's actually probably pretty accurate yeah i would say if there's one book in here it stops being a library and becomes a shrine to that book
0: (laughs) what but you can still check the book out what kind of shrine is that Mm,
1: yeah that's a good point i'm gonna withdraw checkout rights for this book when i was a kid
0: (laughs) when i was a uh not a kid a teenager yeah i would buy a bunch of cds and take out the cd like i didn't want the cases you
1: took out the liners as well
0: i took out the liners and i pinned them up all over my wall i did the same thing but i used like pins i didn't use like sticky tack or anything
1: (laughs) so now you have all these old liners filled with holes (laughs)
0: yeah well yeah and like just like hundreds of pins in the walls and when i went to go like put away my childish things and become an adult Mm -hmm. i was so upset with myself for all these like um like i don't want i i don't know why i put why i thought that was a good idea like i'd put them open to like the page of the of the lyric booklets that had lyrics for the song that i liked right or i'd put like The front cover of the album, right? So, but they're not like it's not like vinyl records. They're CDs. They're like just a few inches. Uh, they're like four inches, I think. Like yeah, three by four or or three by three or something. And you're not
1: counting like sometimes you'll get liners that unfold into something.
0: I had some of those too, but even those like unfold to like a uh to like the size of a page of loose leaf. Right. Like it's not it's not like like if you stepped into my room when I was a teenager. There's just a bunch of little squares. Like you would have to go up to each one and like look at them to see what they were. Right. What a pointless waste of time and energy on my part. You
1: know what? It's. I think it was a good use of energy because that means every time you were in bed, you could roll over, and right next to your face would be the lyrics to Kid Rock's "Bawda Ba.
0: Yeah. Da Which I now know by heart. Of course. Ba, Da, bang, da bang, bang bang. Diggy diggy. Yeah.
1: Diggy said the boogie, and don't stop the boogie. Is it that? I thought it was up. Don't. I thought it was up. Jump the boogie. Excuse me. Who
0: who memorized it? Who had it next to his head for four years?
1: Well, let's just say
0: it once more from the beginning to be sure. Yeah, ba 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 ba. Bang da bang. Diggy diggy. 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 Yeah, diggy, diggy said the, the boogie. boogie. Say, and don't up stop jump the boogie. boogie. Up no, jump the boogie. Don't stop the boogie. Do you want to look this up right now, Piers? How does up jump the boogie make sense? I, how does the
1: rest of it make sense, Eric? What is a ba ba ba? What is a ba ba ba? Don't answer my question with a question, please. Okay, <laughs> ba- answer the question. <laughs> And then we'll get to your well, question. Let me see if I can turn this into a statement. Bah to ba is something that nobody knows what it means. Right. Oh, so you agree? You don't know no, no idea what it means.
0: I'm I'm saying right, like continue. Oh, I see. Well, great. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to fall into my trap because I know exactly what it means. Uh, I had it next to my head for four years. I'm
1: not. I am 99.9 percent sure it's
0: up jump the boogie. Don't stop the boogie. Up kay. jump the boogie doesn't make sense, does it? Okay. Not
1: in the context. Tell you what pan your vision okay. tilt your head you stop looking at Kid Rock's lyrics yeah you turn over you've got Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang lyric sheet printed out right there of course I do okay what's the opening to that I don't know okay let me I'll lead you in it's I said a hip hop a hibby
0: uh, yeah it's too far away from my from my from my head
1: okay pan back to Kid Rock yeah
0: okay, okay. I know it by heart bop to bottom, bang to bang I mean, diggy diggy diggy, diggy. diggy, diggy do up, up jump
1: the boogie, the boogie up jump the boogie to me that says you're like increasing the boogie kicking it up a notch what up jump the boogie
0: now think about it in context
1: with the rest of the lyrics okay let me just run through those again bob with a bob bang to bang diggy 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 yeah. said the boogie said so up jump the boogie so don't stop the boogie so don't it's not don't stop the boogie it's a weird that you don't remember okay I, listen i know two musicians by heart <laughs> yeah.
0: Rock and moby so this is the thing like pierce and i met at a kid rock concert you think that we would be able to figure this out that's our eyes locked across the
1: room we were both singing along to this single long track to
0: this exact song and we were like ba with the ba the bang the bang, bang diggy diggy diggy, diggy, diggy said, said the boogie, boogie said don't jump, stop the boogie. boogie see here's what happened
1: is i was so locked in on your eyes at yeah the
0: moment you weren't looking at my lips wasn't looking at your lips and yeah. we've never talked about it yeah, we just like clicked, and it's like bing bang boom.
1: Yeah, it's like when you meet a, it's like when you meet your new best friend as a child, and you're like, hey, and they're like, hey, and they're like, do you like trampolines? They're like, yeah. You want to come use my trampoline? Sure, I'll bring some cokes. Do you like cokes? I love cokes. Great, we're best friends.
0: <laughs> I had a uh, an unhealthy relationship with a with another with kid. a can of
1: coke. Oh, sorry, go on.
0: When I was younger, um... <laughs> so okay, thank you for adding that
1: on there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> An essential bit of information.
0: I, I think uh, we started hanging out when I was like seven or eight. Yeah. And he like had a fixation on me, apparently. This is according to my mom. That's very strange. Um, Like he would get upset if I hung out with other people, which is kind of normal for a kid. But also I do remember him saying like, um, did you know that we met when we were babies? And I was like, really? I don't remember that. I guess yeah. I was a baby. I wouldn't remember. He's like, yeah. Our, uh, your mom and my mom were really good friends and, uh, they used to, my mom used to, uh, put me in the crib with you and we were like hanging out in the crib as babies. I was like, really? And I told my mom that and she's like, uh, no, I don't like you hanging around with that Patrick kid. (laughs) He's kind of a weirdo. That is extremely
1: (laughs) strange. That is extremely strange. (laughs) Why? I mean, like kids make up weird stuff all the time. When I was back in Calgary with my, cu- my my little cousin Cliff, Lil Cliff.
0: Of course. No, you. I I know... You know about Lil Cliff. I know about Lil Cliff. You told me about how he tried to trick you into giving him Pokemon points or something. Oh, yeah.
1: He's always trying like weird little lies like that. <laughs> little schemes. And I, I respect him for it. I love him to pieces. Gotta got hustle. Though I gotta say, on this last trip back, he intentionally farted on my head, which I did not care for. <laughs> I did not care for that. We were... We were like palling around, playing some games. Of course, listening. He of wanted course. me to listen to an audiobook with him of Harry Potter before I went home. So I was like hanging out with him, listening to it. And at one point I like, I was just lying on my stomach as we were like playing with like Lego or whatever. Yeah. And I noticed he's like standing over me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then, and then he start, he just starts cracking up. And I was like, so livid. I'm like, why? And I was like, all right, I, I better go pack. Got up and left. So I was like, I don't know what to say to you right now. How do I explain to to someone else's child you cannot fart on someone's head? It was very disturbing. But how about you pitch a podcast about that? Uh, no, no. I don't know what the, what I don't even know what the idea would be. Like, you mean specifically about explaining to other people's children what they can and can't do? Yeah. Ugh, that sounds so uncomfortable. I'm very
0: uncomfortable
1: giving, like, advice or parenting to anyone's kids.
0: Well, of course.
1: Because they all, everyone has their own way of teaching their kids yeah. things, and you don't really want to interfere with their...
0: Some parents are pro-vax, some are anti-vax.
1: Okay, now I do think that you should interfere with um, anti-vaxxers, <laughs> children... Right. And just quietly whisper to them, you know, you can get vaccinated if you want. You can just talk to a doctor.
0: Some parents bring their kids to work to work in the mines with them. Yep. Some parents don't. Some parents bring their kids to work on Bring Your Kid to Work Day and let them color at their desk. Yeah. Which is,
1: I don't know, that's pretty good. That's all right, in it's my all right. opinion. It's a free day to color. <laughs> yeah. Any day you can color is okay with me. Hey there, lovely listeners. I'm Talia Murdoch, and I'm here to tell you about my show, Everything Economics. Every week, I talk about the world around you, specific social and economic issues, and dive into how fantasy realms would work in real life. That's Everything Economics on the Cave Goblin Network. Well, I have a podcast to pitch to you. It's I called would love the, to hear it. It's called The Heartbreaking Loneliness of the Robotic Dog. Ah. Now, this you know this about me. People know this about me. Dog guy. I'm a, do- I'm a dog guy. Gonna, I know
0: literally one thing about you. It's that you're a dog guy. You
1: know more than that, but I'm not going to get into that. Okay? <laughs> you can pretend you don't know that much about me. You know a lot about
0: me. I know. The other thing I know about you is that you were a figure skater in high school.
1: Okay. You got two facts. Minimum. That's a minimum. You can Any facts you say from this point forward, it's not going to be the end of your facts. Okay? You got a whole brain full of Piers Ray facts, whether you like it or not. I bet sometimes you're at home
0: lying in bed and you're like, huh. Huh. huh, Piers Ray was a figure skater in high school. Okay, you could use a different and fact. He's a dog guy.
1: Huh, Piers went to film school with me. Huh. You know? Well, that is a fact that I know, that isn't it? You know plenty of facts. Don't pretend like you don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I love dogs and I'm capable of anthropomorphizing or giving emotion to anything. Of course. I mean, I think you do the same thing. One right? of your skills. Do you a, I don't do the same you thing. You don't no. get attached to inanimate objects? Of course not. Okay, th- think about it like this. You have a bookshelf in your apartment right now. Yes. I'm picturing the one, you know that middle wall between kitchen and living room?
0: Yeah, I think short... you haven't been there in a while, so I think that what you're about to say is probably going to be an. It probably
1: is. You used to have a short bookshelf there. Yeah. Right. I haven't been invited back for many reasons, uh, mostly that I get attached to all your inanimate objects and start crying every time you invite me over when I have to leave because I don't yeah. want to leave all my new friends. No, of course not. Right. But... Like, say that bookshelf stood in the same place for years, yeah, you'd have it associated with all these events. It would be holding other treasured objects and memories. like you you know that to me, that's the kind of object where you get drunk in your apartment one day and you like go up to it and you're like, "We've had some times, haven't we? You and me, old friend, like you you put a personality onto these things when you eventually have to get rid of them because all objects wear out, it's the destiny of glass to break, etc um. You know, that's heartbreaking, you know, mm. in a way, in a very subtle, soft way that most people will be like, that's insane and you're wrong.
0: Well, I, but, I I understand that, like, having an emotional connection to an object, but I don't understand going and like, talking to it.
1: Well, I said I was drunk.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Or you said I was drunk. Really.
1: Okay. Yeah. You were drunk in this situation. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like you expect it to respond.
0: No, no, I don't But
1: you're just speaking to the spirit of the object because it can probably hear you. Look.
0: Well, can it hear me? Does it have
1: ears? Listen, it can't understand you, but it can feel. (laughs) Right? Of course, yeah. It it can feel the love you're putting out for it. Uh, And I was watching... So, I have been looking a lot into robotic animals lately. Because I keep thinking more and more about, like, the desire to replace animals with synthetic animals. Like in do androids dream of electric sheep of course where synthetic animals are prized possessions because real animals are dead because we fucked up the whole planet yeah and keep an eye out so i started watching a video of a guy <laughs> playing with his new three thousand dollar sony ibo yeah and i started getting real choked up like real choked up because yeah, like he'd course. pet this dog and the dog would like bend down to play and it's doing all these typical dog actions and i know that it's just ai i know there's like it's pre-programmed like pet the dog on the forehead dog makes happy noise wags tail comes closer a of little course. bit like they've but i want to know i don't know what i want to know with this i guess i just want to talk mostly about the closer we're getting to these like we're getting past the uncanny valley now we're getting yeah. into synthetic animals synthetic humans yeah people are purchasing them to fill these and that's what's really sad about it, is people are purchasing these things to fill gaps like when people buy a love doll for example, like, unless you are a inanimate object fetishist, mm. like, you're kind of replacing having someone to talk to when you come home.
0: But the inanimate object fetishist is not replacing anything. He's just like, I love inanimate inanimate, in, inanimate objects.
1: objects. Right. That's true. But I don't think that's a lot of them. And I
0: think it's probably a minority. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: so this would be a show where we're basically talking about whether, how, like, can we force these, at what point does the AI develop enough that I feel I can be justified in being emotionally attached to this robotic dog? <laughs> and, uh, you know, just the, the the pros and cons of that. I know this is kind of a bleak subject matter.
0: No, Of course. Right?
1: It's It's pretty grim. Yeah. To think about us building these companions. But hmm. they're going to get more and more popular because I feel like they're going to be real big in nursing homes. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I have seen, like uh like a robot that's being built like for to be like friendly to people in nursing homes
1: right so that you have someone just to have basic interactions with yeah right just just that real real simple connection with another living thing except
0: it's not a living thing i feel like it's too far away though to to start worrying about
1: I'm not worried – well, am I worried about it? I'm not worried about it. I well, just have a bunch of conflicting emotions about it right. where I want these things to be developed enough that people can get that little bit of kindness and comfort in their life. But also where I feel like it's horrifically replacing something natural and, and good.
0: Yeah. You know I, I'm – necessarily uh, so. I think it's – I think it's necessarily – that's what I'm saying. I think it's necessarily so.
1: Why is it necessarily so?
0: So I think that uh, so for example, if it's like if like if I need some protein, right, and right. I and I don't have access to some meat, I can take some like supplements or whatever. Right. Um if someone needs some some love And they're allergic, perhaps. And they're allergic to other people. Right or to i guess it's probably to like animals if they're allergic to, to dogs and cats and stuff right um, then it's like replacing something that they just can't get i guess the worry would be that if someone and what i'm i'm assuming that you're worried about or you're not worried about but you're conflicted about is if someone's like i'm not going to i'm, I'm turning down this better love to get like a robot love instead
1: right like an animal that could you like cuz real animals also need that affection Right for their lives, like they, they're like dogs, especially are pack animals. Right, they're social creatures. They like having other people to interact with, to cuddle with. Like they are happier for having people around who care about them. Yeah, cats too, uh, though they show it in a totally different way. But they do like they like people.
0: Yeah, I think it's not a problem. I'm I gonna th- vote
1: for mine. I see. Okay, not even. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've just. Address so you don't think that this show would be worth talking about?
0: Nah, it's kind of
1: worthless, isn't it? It's kind of no. Worthless. I don't think it's hopeless at all. I think it's uh, very important. Like, especially if we're going to program, like, are we going to program robotic animals and people yeah. to have these needs?
0: I'm we kind of we that. kind of have
1: to <laughs> if we want them to be like empathetic to humans, right? But it also makes their life worse in a way
0: um eh, again you don't care eh, it doesn't right? seem interesting
1: fine okay okay <laughs> remind me what your idea was I, I don't remember it was something about avoiding disasters oh yeah disaster report and we didn't talk about it at all we got totally sidetracked
0: we talked about it you don't Listen, remember all i just the things i said
1: about it it must not have been that interesting i um, think that the biggest disaster we could possibly re- prepare for is yeah. building our own replacements Hmm,
0: that's interesting. That could be a good episode of Disaster Report.
1: I don't think it's an episode of Disaster Report. I, I think it'd think be a so. great episode of Disaster I th- I Report. I think it would be an entire seven seasons in a movie of Disaster Report. It's the it's one of the biggest disasters we can possibly prepare for. Of course. Right, the singularity? Yeah. Well, not the singularity. It's
0: somewhat different. Anyway, we could do okay. a whole season on Look, that disaster.
1: I'm not, I'm not even going to say that I'm hurt right now, right. but I am definitely a little bit hurt.
0: Well, I mean you're a human, it makes sense that you'd be hurt. If if a robot was hurt, so that'd be dumb.
1: Right. Unless I'd been programmed to say I felt hurt.
0: Uh, I mean, still think it'd be pretty dumb.
1: Of course. Anyways, thanks this for be ridiculous.
0: To, thanks for listening to Podcast Versus Podcast. Tune in anytime. <laughs> any any at all. We release episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. We are too human. And you can follow us. You can follow us on SoundCloud uh podcast vs podcast Cave Goblin studio networks yeah check us out on cave goblins cavegoblins.com cavegoblinsnetwork.com i probably shouldn't be throwing the url around if i don't know it off by heart you know what they can just google cave goblins (laughs) cave goblins network uh check us out there and uh and, and the other shows all right thanks for listening everybody bye farewell